This is One-on-One's NHL Podcast, where we take on the five hottest issues in hockey with three of our NHL beat reporters. It's time to go five-on-three. Welcome back to five-on-three, our first playoff edition in 2021. Mike Messina joins me. I am Chris Hennessy on Tuesday morning after three days of overtime, overtime, overtime in the National Hockey League. Mike, good morning. After a short night's sleep, after a uh, good game between Colorado and St. Louis last night, uh, we are here ready to talk about um, lots of one-goal games and lots of games that uh, I think create hockey fans, which is all you can really ask for. Yeah, first off, good morning, Chris. Hope, hope, hope you're doing well. Um, can't really breathe. I, I don't know why. My, my allergies are kind of acting up, but the weather's <laughs> changing. It's a tough night's sleep for me, but um, yeah. The last the last couple of days have been awesome. What four or five overtime games up? I think four up until this point, and it's really all you can ask for when you're watching playoff hockey. Every game has been as intense as we thought it was. Big hits, tons of goals scored, um, tons of one goal games, like you mentioned. It's just really everything we could have expected in the Stanley Cup playoffs, and we're getting everything we wished for. We'll start with the Islanders for the local purposes. They went four to three in overtime, long overtime too. When it was Kyle Palmieri, his second goal of the game, that uh, that won that one four to three. They for the second consecutive playoff series against Pittsburgh, win game one in overtime by a score of four to three. Ilya Sorokin was a surprise start and was absolutely outstanding. I mean, this is this is who you need in order to win a Stanley Cup. I've been saying that for a long time. You know, we saw it with, again, we saw it with Matt Murray, and we'll keep seeing it outside of teams with Andre Vasilevsky on it for a long time. And it, when you're able to put your backup in on short notice in game one and get that performance, uh, uh, you're looking pretty good. Yeah, 39 saves game one. A guy who has played well all season, can be a starter on really a bunch of teams in the NHL, comes out puts his body on the line for the team, really the backbone that they needed to be able to stop 39 shots and win that game in overtime. I mean, it was just a fantastic effort, but I'm not sure if he's going to be able to do that game after game after game after game. I don't know what you think, Chris, but Varlamov needs to <laughs> needs to be able to play this series if they want to make it out. That That's my opinion. Well, that that's what I've been saying for this is the third year now. You got to go two goalies. You have to. And Varley has to be healthy. I don't think Corey Schneider is the answer for that. I don't think I'm in the minority there either. Um, Recapping here. I, I can't remember. What happened to Varlamov? He was injured. It, they said it was a minor injury in the Boston game, last game of the regular season. Then he practiced in the last practice before the playoffs, and he just didn't dress for game one. It was very weird. Uh, and it's classic NHL. They're not really telling you what it is. Classic right. playing the last, last game of regular season. That doesn't mean anything, getting injured and not being It, it did play. technically mean something. They could have bumped up to the third spot, but effectively it meant nothing. Yeah. Um, but you're right. You're 100% right. And um, so – and the fact they didn't dress is a little concerning. But I, I do believe that Sorokin can – I mean, he already stole a game on the road, and that's, mm-hmm. you know, just win one game on the road and, and you're, you have the ball on your court now. And they play game two tonight. As you hear this, you know how it went. Um, 
I thought, thought they played really well. Tristan Jari was not very good in that game. Uh, the Islanders beat him in the same spot four times for all four goals. The Palmieri first goal was high glove. Pajot, high glove. Nelson was glove side. And then the overtime goal was high glove. So they figured out how to beat him. And I don't know why they couldn't do that in the regular season when they only won two games against Pittsburgh. But this matters more, I guess. Um, and and I, I thought they were going to win the series. So this was not a surprising win to me. Um, this, is the, this is a win that, you know, take con- contrast this win with the Josh Bailey game one to the Island win in 2019 which is that was a team who never deserved to be in the play, who never anybody thought was going to be in the playoffs, had an unbelievable season, gets home ice, beats Pittsburgh in overtime. This is a team that faltered at the end of the season. It's like, all right, well, they better go to the Eastern Conference Finals because they did it last year and uh, with a great win in game one there. Uh, one, one win closer to, uh, to getting back to where they were last year. Yeah, you, you have the Islanders going past. I have Pittsburgh, like we said last episode. I just think Crosby's going to be able to put this team on his back, man, and do everything – that he's been doing his entire career and take them past the Islanders in the round one. I mean, the quickness this guy has on the ice, the puck movement, the vision he has when he's on the ice is just incredible. And like, I, I don't think anyone on the Islanders team matches what he has and what he brings to the Penguins team as a whole. And, and that, that's why I think Penguins are going to win this series, just because I, I think Crosby is the type of player like that who can take this team all by himself. And he has Frederick Goudreau, Johnny Gensel, Jake Gensel, sorry. Ross, Tanner, they, they have players, he has players around him that can produce and score goals, get assists, and they're aggressive on the ice. They also have great vision. I mean, they, they, they're an all-around great team, man, and I, I don't know. I think it's going to be tough for the Islanders going forward if they're rolling with just Sorokin playing. Like we mentioned before, they need two goaltenders. And if, Var- if Varley's not healthy, then I don't know how, how they can expect to win this series, honestly, in my opinion. Yeah, and I think the one concerning thing coming out of the game was in 2019, you held Crosby to one assist all four games, and he scored scored the uh, the other night um, on a tip in, nice goal too. And uh, but you know he's Sidney Crosby; he's going to score. You know, you, you exactly. You played you played four games against him, held him to an assist two years ago. That that just doesn't happen. This guy doesn't have too many four game stretches where he doesn't score, even in the regular season, especially not in the playoffs. I mean, Tyler Mooney, obviously not here with us today. He also has Pittsburgh. Um, taking the series, so I will uh, lone wolf the New York Islanders um, coming out of the first round. You can't go against them. No, I can't. I mean, never. Come on. It's we're on year three. So it, oh, yeah. it's, the window is always so big. I only have so yeah. many opportunities to pick from the playoffs. Uh, the winner of that series will go against the winner of Washington Boston, which is tied at one after a Brad Marchand OT goal Monday night. Uh, Washington wins game one in overtime. Brad Marchand wins game two. This has been a really tightly contested series as it heads back to Boston. Washington has played with a little bit more fire than, honestly, I expected them to. Um, Ovechkin was basically invisible last night. Connor Clifton did a really good job defending him, and that's going to be the key for Boston, just like it's the key for the Islanders and Crosby. That's the key for Boston to beat Washington, and I, we both, all three of us believe that they will um, as it goes back 1-1. Yeah, Ovechkin – didn't really do anything for Capital last night. Credit to the Bruins for, for playing him great. But, I mean, that's that's exactly what they need to win. <laughs> Taylor Hall is playing phenomenal hockey, as we all know. Um, I thought he 
was going to get the overtime goal last night to win it. So I would, I would have been pretty excited about that one, but this is a series that is going to be chippy up and down the ice the entire series. I mean, you saw that Tom Wilson hit last night. I forget who he hit, sent them over the boards. Mm. And it, it, it's going to be like that left and right in, in this type of series. you got tons of guys who are big, big guys, weigh a lot, like to fight, um, aggressive with the puck, without the puck. So, so, so it's going to be a chippy game up and down. But I don't know, man. The, the, the Bruins with Marshawn, Pasta, Hall, Coyle, Bergeron, they have a really scary team to be going up against right now. A bunch of guys who have played in the playoffs numerous times with this Bruins team and, and, and are capable of winning and know how to win. And, and this is one of my favorite series of the entire playoffs, even past the first round, whatever the matchups may be. So, so I'm, I'm ready. And who, who knows what's going to happen with, with these two teams. And the big storyline coming out of this one is, again, goaltenders and injuries. Uh, Vitek Vanacek gets hurt early in game one. Craig Anderson of Ottawa Senators lore comes out of the freaking clouds. I mean, who knew this guy was on the Washington Capitals? And and wins a game for them in game one. He played pretty well last night, too, and, and they obviously lost. So, 44 I, saves. Yeah, he made a bunch of really good ice saves. And I think, I think that that's going to be a key. If, if one of those two goalies can get back, I'll give Washington a chance because I do think that they could steal a game on the road here. If they're riding Craig Anderson for the next five games, I don't think there's any way you can pick Washington. And, that, and that's an unfortunate way to end the season with a goal with two goalie injuries. When this is one of those teams that has that goaltender insurance, a second goalie that they really believe in, in Vanacek. Um, but I, I can't put my faith behind an ancient Craig Anderson in 2021 against this Bruins lineup, the way Taylor Hall is playing right now. I can't do it. Yeah. I, I mean, they're not, they're not going very far if Craig Anderson is riding them, riding with them the entire way. Sure. Good goaltender, 17 year career. I mean, hats off to him. He's done well, but he he's not, he's not taking this cap team very far. I would tend to agree. So I have the Islanders coming out. I tried to keep my predictions for the final four as close to my preseason predictions for the final four. We'll get more into that later. I had the Islanders coming out um, in the preseason. I'll have them coming out now. Tyler picked Boston. So Pittsburgh and Boston, if they play in the second round, who are you taking to go to the final four? Well, I mean, I, I, I had Philly winning the cup. So, I mean. You did. Yes, that's tough. So that's pretty much done, I would have to say here. Man, it could be Boston, man. I really think it could be Boston. And I hate to say that because I hate all I hate all Boston teams. <laughs> I mean, just just with, with the players they have in, in the lineup they put out there, the things they can do on the ice together, I, I think it has to be Boston. Especially with Taylor Hall now getting him for nothing, playing his heart out like, like, like he hasn't wanted to play for years now. I mean, I, I think it has to be Boston. So there is our East Division. Wrap up of the first three games in that in that division in Islanders Penguins again Tuesday night seven thirty. So we'll hop over to what it what was one of the ten best hockey games I've ever watched in my life. Fifteen. I mean, it was an unbelievable game Sunday night between Florida and Tampa. First off, there was nine thousand people uh, in Florida, and as you know, it, it's tough to get used to at first, but then it sounds so great. And we'll get more into that with Carolina as well. They had some people in the building. 
it was chippy, it was aggressive, and there was some sick goaltending, some sick goals, and Tampa pulls it out with 74 seconds to go. Braden Point with two goals in the last five minutes to take game one by a score of five to four. I have Florida. Ty has Everything you could have asked for. Everything you could have asked for in, in, in game one between those two. 100%. Well, what was it, – it, it was just, it was great hockey up and down. Yeah, yeah, it absolutely was. And I think it, it was the best series on paper coming in. Edmonton, Winnipeg could be pretty good. Colorado, St. Louis, we'll get into that. Vegas, Minnesota. But I do think it was the best series on paper coming in. Um, it was not treated like that with, you know, the channels it was put on and the time it was put on. It was on NBCSN as opposed to NBC, where Minnesota, Vegas, and the Islanders and Penguins were. Um, but I probably that, that's just because of regional markets. Um, but all, all in all, it was a phenomenal game. It does not change my Florida pick. I think they played pretty well. They got that disallowed goal that I do not agree with, to be perfectly honest with you, early in the game. That completely changed the momentum. Um, but I have Florida. Tyler has Tampa. So you got to be the tiebreaker on this one um, in what should be a phenomenal six more games. I, I don't see this one ending before seven, personally. Yeah, I, I'm going Tampa here. I mean – Let's just talk Nikita Kucherov coming out of the gate, getting three points, two goals, and one assist. I mean, I mean that that is just absurd for a guy who has not played the entire season, mm-hmm. and and for him to just come out and perform the way he did is incredible. And I, I I love watching him play, man. Especially that move when he's on a breakaway, the the fake shot, and he doesn't even touch the puck, and it goes through the five hole. I love it. But yeah, I'm I'm going Tampa, man. That they just have like Boston players up and down who have playoff experience know how to play the game of hockey smartly. They don't make stupid mistakes. Um, goaltending, best goaltender in the league. I mean, for me, Vasilevsky, Kucherov, Alex Killorn, Sorelli, Coleman, Stamkos even had two points, two, two assists last game. I mean, they're incredible. Reigning champs, I mean, I'm riding with them until they lose. Yeah, and that's completely fair. I think the Kucherov thing has created some certainly some discourse on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, something that I didn't really know is that this is something that Joel Quenville did with Patrick Kane, that last year they won the Cup, where he was hurt for a majority of the season, came back for the playoffs. Um, the issue I have more with this is that Kucherov was practicing months ago, and it really sounds like he could have come back. But, oh well. We 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 talked about that, and I I'm not a fan of it, but there's nothing we can really do now. As he, as you said, pots two goals in the win. I I think it's going to be Florida because I, I just think they're defensively sound. Headman is pretty clearly hurt. You know, you don't know how Stamkos and Kudrov their bodies are going to hold up in this seven game series after not playing all year long. Florida is healthy. They have depth at the gold hitting position. God forbid there's an injury there. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see Dreger, even if there isn't an injury, um, where, where Tampa doesn't have that. And I also kind of just want some new blood. I think that's part of it, too. Right? I, I would just love exactly. to see Florida, Carolina play in the next round. I think that would be great for those fan bases. We've seen over – and this will transition into the Carolina conversation. Over the last three years since they – went to the Eastern Conference Final in 2019, we've seen that fan base in Carolina grow. And we've seen passion for that team grow. And there was 12,000 people in the building last night. And regardless of your, you know, opinions on the COVID situation and 
whatever it is, I would like I I would think that there was days pre-COVID that Carolina had trouble getting twelve thousand people in the building, um, and they had twelve thousand loud fans in the building last night, and it was great, and they beat the Predators uh, pretty handily. Jordan Stahl with a great goal in the third period. Yeah, that like spinorama through all the traffic, sneaks under Saros's pad, and it uh that pretty much iced it uh, to make it four to two. They take game one and they continue what has just been a phenomenal season. Both Tyler and I picked them to beat Nashville. I think that's probably the most lopsided matchup of the first round. And Nashville has been, and UC Sorrow specifically, has been very, very good the last couple of weeks. But I personally do not see a way Carolina loses the series. No, I don't either. I'm taking Carolina all the way. I mean, and I'm saying that for two reasons. One, reason number one is because when I went to a Hurricanes game in Raleigh, I had the time of my life. I went by myself, sat front row right against the glass, right behind the benches for $65. And it was just a great atmosphere. I mean, no one bothered me. Everyone was super nice. So, so I just love, I love the area. So that's one reason why I'm going Carolina. And they're disgusting when they're on the ice together. The moves some of these guys make are just incredible to watch and, and, and stuff I've never seen before. I mean, the goaltending 24 saves, Two goals, I mean, I mean, 22 saves. They didn't really see a lot of shots. Uh, the Hurricanes didn't see that many shots come their way. So credit to their defense for that. But, but if Nashville can get past their D, put up 35, 45 shots on goal, I don't know, I, I, I don't know if it's going to be that close of a game. I mean, is he going to be letting in two goals a game if he's seeing 40, 45? I'm not sure. That's something we're going to have to see. But – Credit to them holding their own for game one. I, I, I take Carolina getting out of there. Predators are a great team. It's a great matchup, lopsided matchup, like you mentioned. But I think Carolina has the edge in this one, and, and they're going to prevail and come out on top. Yeah, and it was Alex Nedeljevic last night. Um, and, and that could change, too. They have two other professional goalies in Reimer and Mrazek. So, so they could play one of those, but this is their younger guy who – they're riding with and played well last night. Yeah, I think you expect to see a little bit more of that Nashville offense, but that's not really how they've won the last couple of weeks. They took this spot from Dallas on the back of UC Soros, who was fine um, and not fantastic last night. And I think that that's really the difference between those two. Um, so three for three on Carolina. I'm lone wolfing Florida. Uh, I I think Carolina is going to come out of this this division. I do. I, I They're hot. They're fun. They got great fans. I would love to see them come out, and I think that that would provide um, a really, a really solid. In in mind, it's a two seed because I spoiler would have Colorado, but it's possible that they are a one seed in the final four. Um, so I have Carolina. Tyler goes defending champs, uh, and you in the Carolina Tampa matchup in the second round. Who do you got? Wait, did you ask? Did you just ask who I have in Carolina Tampa? You're saying. Yes, Carolina. Tampa. Oh, okay, I have Tampa, man. I, I have no, I have no reason to not ride with Tampa. They, they, they've shown, they've shown us what they can do in high pressure situations. They can, they showed us what they can do in order to get to these type of games in this atmosphere. I mean, they, they have it all, and, and I mean, I have, I have no reason to bet against them right now. So Boston and Tampa for Mike, Islanders, Carolina for me, Boston and Tampa for Tyler. So far, these two games in the West were. Very different and fantastic in both of their ways. 
the Avalanche put on 50 shots against Bennington last night. Somehow he only led in four. There were a couple of highlight reel saves, including the two on O uh, that I'm sure you've seen by now on Twitter. That was absolutely incredible. That, that right there was the Jordan Bennington that won the the St. Louis blues, the Stanley cup. And that, and I think that's going to be key for the series going forward. But this is a Colorado Avalanche offense that basically hasn't been stopped all season long outside of literally COVID-19. Like they had two of those. Um, and they got lucky and Devontae's didn't come out for the second period, but then he eventually came back to the bench. So they stayed off an injury there. Kale McCarr with a goal, Nate McKinnon with two. Nate McKinnon played 21 minutes last night, had 10 shots, 10 shot attempts, three points, drew a penalty. This is the guy who basically single-handedly brought them to game seven in the second round last year. I personally do not see a way Colorado loses to any team in this playoff, given they are healthy. That's kind of how I thought last year too. They weren't healthy. Now they are. I do not see a way Colorado loses to St. Louis, Vegas, Carolina, Toronto, Tampa, whoever it is, given that they are healthy. Uh, I mean, they're, they're one of the best teams in the NHL. I mean, McKinnon and Landis got together are just an unreal match. I mean, I know we talk about um, what they can do on the ice together, how they play with Grubauer as well, 23 saves, one goal against, which is great, but – Back to what I said, are, are the Blues only going to be putting up 23 shots on goal a game? I don't think so, but I agree with you, Chris. I mean, I don't know if there's anyone who can beat this team. Let me start off with Landis got dropping the, dropping the gloves last night. Got me absolutely riled up. That, that great, great bout it was. And then even at the end of the game, both, um, both goaltenders trying to fight, Bennington going after Grubauer. It, it was just great to see, man. I love it. I agree with you. I don't think anyone's beating Colorado in this division. Um, I, I, Nathan McKinnon, two goals and assist. I mean, he kind of just kind of just can do everything himself. Him and Landis got two points, one assist, one goal, two assist, uh, two goals, one assist, one goal, two assists. So, I mean, those two together, it, it's pretty hard to stop those two. So, I, so I'm riding with those, man. I have to. Yeah. And I, I think last year, I think there was a chip on their shoulder because they knew that they could have beaten Dallas uh, but Grubauer gets hurt, and now not only is there a healthy Grubauer, they add Devontae's to the back to, to the back end. They add Brandon Saad to the front end, and all of a sudden, they're the best team in hockey. There are the analytics models, whether you take them into account or you don't. I do think that it's notable that they are one of the highest favorites in, in hockey analytics history. It's up there with the 2019 Lightning. Obviously, that did not work out well for them. But it's up there with that team uh, as one of the highest favorites coming into the Stanley Cup playoffs um, in in the history of those, these analytic models. I, I do think that means something because this team, I think on paper, is pretty clearly a top two team in the league. I think when you watch them play, you know, they are they have these spurts like last night where they can just throw 50 shots on goal like it's no big deal. And I also believe that, you know, they struggled at certain points of the year against teams that they should have beaten, and they easily could have had 95 points. And they didn't, and they let Vegas kind of catch up to them. I think that they're leaps and bounds better than Vegas, outside of the goaltender. I I personally do. I could see Vegas beating them in the second round. I don't have that, but I could see it just because of Flurry, though. I think that this Colorado team is locked and loaded and ready to win a Stanley Cup. 
Yeah, if they were to beat them, I'm putting majority of that on the goaltending. Like you said, Flurry is a veteran in the league, veteran in the playoffs as well. Play, I think I saw a stat maybe it was like 15 straight playoffs appearances or something like that. But, I mean, if they do win, I'm putting the majority of that on Flurry for his great goaltending. But other than that, man, I, I don't see how they have really have a chance to beat Colorado. It, it's just not an even matchup in my opinion. I mean, Landeskog, McKinnon, and McCarr can pretty much take take on a team by themselves if they really wanted to. So, so I, I don't think Vegas has – a great chance to get past them if that's what it was, but that would be a great series to watch. And but we'll see, man, any, anything can happen like, like last year, but yeah, Colorado is Colorado is just too overpowering for them. Yeah. And, and Vegas lost game one to Minnesota. Flurry was freaking phenomenal in this game. One, nothing overtime loss. Joel Erickson wins it early in the overtime. This is going to be the best series, or one. This is this in Tampa, Florida are going to be the two best series. I, uh, Flurry was so great, Talbot was so great, and I am I'm just ready for seven games of this. Um, I think that this bodes really well for Colorado because these two teams are going to beat the crap out of each other. I think similar to the winner of Pittsburgh Islanders and similar to the winner of Carolina Nashville. You know, we've seen Washington, Boston, they're beating each other up and going overtime. We've seen Florida Tampa. They're literally punching each other in the face. 5-4, high energy, high emotion game. You see Vegas, Minnesota, uh, tight game, overtime game. It was nothing, nothing for 65 minutes. I mean, I think that this bodes really well for Colorado, the Vegas drew Minnesota. Um, so I will go Vegas. I did pick that beforehand. Uh, before the series started, of course, uh, Tyler joins me on Vegas as well. I'm mostly – I think that Minnesota can win. I would not be surprised if they do. I'm really just doing this to will Colorado Vegas into existence. My heart's telling me to go Vegas, but my mind's telling me to go Minnesota here. I think I'm going to go Minnesota, man. I, I, lo- I love what they can do on the ice. I'm a huge Zuccarello fan, obviously. Um, I want to see him succeed. I want to see him be able to win because just what he, what he did for – the Rangers and the Rangers fan base meant the world and really it's probably a reason why a lot of Rangers fans are Rangers fans. So, so I would love to see Zook be able to win. And I don't, I don't think they're going to get further than the second round, but I'm going to take Minnesota over Vegas. Um, goaltending by both teams was phenomenal. Like we mentioned, Cam Talbot didn't let in a single goal in the, the I forget how many years he was on the Rangers the back of goaltender played phenomenal there. Like I said, he could, he could have been a starter any year. He was backing up for the Rangers and he's finally getting that opportunity. And he's well, he's had the opportunity, but now he's finally producing and, and playing up to his full potential. I'd love to see that, but I think Minnesota is going to be able to beat Vegas in this series and maybe Colorado Vegas would be a better series, but I think it's going to be Colorado, Minnesota. And, and I, I don't think Minnesota is going to come close to, to touching Colorado in that series. So I'm, I'm going Minnesota here and then, avalanche over the wild three for three on that one all of us have colorado as the one seed in the final four i think that's interesting cam talbot you know him and anti ronta will kind of always be tied at the hip as the longquist backups that came in a little bit too early um as the rangers prepared for the the downfall of longquist but he just never got worse in his 30s um until the last two years and even then you could argue he was a starting goalie in the league mm-hmm. um 
so him and Ronta will always be tied at the hip. And it was kind of a disappointing start in both of the, you know, at Talbot and Edmonton and Ronta down in Arizona. And, and now, you know, Arizona didn't do so well in the playoffs last year. And now Talbot has a team that could pretty easily make a run here. Um, so I think that, that, that is certainly interesting and doing it with Zuccarello on the team as well. Um, little Ranger connection there. So you have Boston, Tampa, Colorado, as does Tyler. I have Edmonton, Carolina, uh, no, Islanders, Carolina, Colorado, spoiler alert. As we go to the North, which hasn't started yet because the NHL is the best sport, worst league. I don't even want to get into this. It's just going to tick me off. So we're just going to gloss by the fact that there are still regular season games happening and the Canucks and Flames are dropping the gloves in a meaningless game. Why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? Makes absolutely no sense. They're asking for someone to get injured. Edmonton Winnipeg starts tomorrow, Mike. Um, (laughs) Wednesday starts the North Division. I can't with this stupid league. Um, Edmonton went on a heater because 97 went on a heater at the end of the year. They pulled away from Winnipeg, didn't even make this close in the home ice race. I think they're not even going to make this close in the first round. I see Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisel absolutely boat racing Winnipeg um, and moving on to the second round. I can't speak to how many games Tyler thinks it's going to be contested in, but he agrees that it's going to be the Oilers. Uh, Will you make it three for three, or are you going to go off the board here? No, absolutely not. I'm going to Oilers, and, and I want the Oilers to win the Stanley Cup. So I don't think they're going to, but if, that, if, if I have to pick one team right now who I would like to see win, it, it's the Oilers. I want to see McDavid win. I mean, I, I feel like all hockey fans have that same mindset at some point. Or they want to see the best player in the sport win a championship. If it's not in the next couple of years, I don't know when it's going to be for, for McDavid and the Oilers. McDavid, it, he, McDavid has a chance his entire career if, if he's on the right team, but him being on the Oilers, they have they, they have this maybe three or four year window that they're going to be able to do it. Maybe five year window, and, and that need that needs to start. And they need to get out of this first round, which I think they'll do with ease. I, I I don't know if this is the year for them to win it, but that that that's who I want to win the Stanley Cup at this point in, in time. It, it's Edmonton mainly for the fact I want to see McDavid win. He he deserves it. I mean, what he does for that team is indescribable, and, and just what he does on the ice. It is unmatched by any other player in the league. So, yeah, I'm 100% going Edmonton in this with ease. And, and I really don't think it's going to be too much of a challenge for them to win. I disagree with you on the window being short for Edmonton. Because you look at Dreisaitl and McDavid are the two most important players in the team, of course. And both of them are signed through 2024-2025. McDavid through 2025-2026. So they could they could be together conceivably for the night. I mean, they're definitely going to be together for one, two, three, four more years after this. They Obviously, it could be much longer than that. Mm-hmm. They have a little bit of cap space opening up this year. Alex Chason probably not going to get $2.1 million. They do have to sign new, re-sign Nugent Hopkins, but Adam Larson, that 4.1 is going to come off the books. Tyson Berry at 3.75. Dmitry Kulikov at 1.1. That's not so bad. Um and, you know, the Miko Koskinen contract is holding them back. So they're going to get some bad contracts off the books here, and they'll be able to build a little bit more around McDavid and Dreisaitl. So I don't necessarily agree that the window is short, but I do agree that when you have the opportunity, you got to take it. And and they're going to have to play Toronto, Toronto for, you know, unless there is something very dramatic happening. Um, 
I, I, we, Tyler and I both have a Toronto. I assume you do as well. I cannot see them beating Toronto. I just, I just can't. Uh, no, I have it picked. Like... I have it picked because I picked Toronto to miss the, the semifinals in the beginning of the year, and I want to stick with that. It's going to be so tough. No, like I said, I, 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 I would love to see Edmonton win the cup. It's just not. It's not happening this year. It, 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 it's just not possible. They're going to roll over Winnipeg, and they're going to play Toronto, and I, it, it's going to go. Maybe maybe six games. I'm thinking, man. I, I think I think. <sighs> See, it, it's it's hard because Toronto is clearing away the better team here. Mm-hmm. But what McDavid and Drysdale can do together by themselves is is something that you don't see yeah. a lot, and and some people probably maybe never. They they just take over the entire ice and, and really don't let anything happen besides scoring goals between those two. And yes, I think that's going to, that's going to happen as well against Toronto, but there's no stopping the Maple Leafs against Edmonton. I I mean, they, they can't do it. They don't have enough manpower in order to do that. They don't have enough guys like enough veteran and all-star caliber players in order to, in order to beat Toronto. And I think Toronto is going to win in six that series. Um, And Austin Matthews might have 45 goals. Who knows? Yeah, I pick Edmonton because I pitched with my heart instead of my head. That, that's what I did there. That means my semifinal matchups are Colorado against the Islanders, where I have Colorado. Edmonton, Carolina, where I pick Carolina. And I have Colorado winning the Stanley Cup uh, over Carolina in the finals. I'll pick uh, that to end in six games with uh, the MVP being Kale McCarr. Tyler, sorry, I'm rushing. We're running out of time on the Zoom meetings. Um Tyler and you have the same exact matchups. Colorado, Boston, Toronto, Tampa Bay. He has Colorado, Toronto with Colorado winning. He didn't put games or MVP. We'll get that from him later. Colorado, Boston, who's your winner? And I assume it's Colorado. Yeah, I'm going Colorado and Nathan McKinnon, MVP. Have to go that route. McKinnon at the MVP. And then who do you have them beating in the finals between Toronto and Tampa? See, I've been preaching all episode. I can't bet against the defending champs. Can't bet. Can't bet against the defending champs. And honestly, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep that route. I'm gonna go. keep that route, man. Gonna, gonna stick with Tampa. MVP. <laughs> man, uh, maybe Nikita Kucherov. I don't know. No, just the MVP for the Stanley Cup Final, Colorado Tampa. Oh, MVP for the Stanley Cup Final. Um, well, if yeah, I mean they're not gonna give MVP to a losing team. <laughs> so, man, I, I don't think Tampa's going back to back though. So I'm going to go Colorado and McKinnon still, but it, that's going to go seven games, I think. There you go. Last time, games. last time everybody agreed, Tampa got swept. We know Colorado won't get swept. They won last night. All three of us are picking Colorado to win the Stanley Cup final. Uh, game two between the Islanders, the Penguins, and a bunch of other good games all week long. We'll catch up with you next week for Mike Messina and our producer Tom Aiello. I'm Chris Hennessy. We'll see you then.